0: Good morning everyone, this is Wanda Thomas and you are listening to a new episode of the Lattes and Lenses podcast. Today I want to talk about starting your business. (laughs) Um, Someone asked me the other day if I would start a business knowing today what I knew almost eight years ago. And so a little bit of a backstory. I love photography. I always have. I have been taking pictures since I was about um, 10. And, you know, I'm Hispanic. We had the furniture with the plastic. We had the big wall mirror in the house and, you know, the little disposable Kodak cameras that you would send off in the mail and you would wait two weeks for them to come back developed. So that's how I started taking pictures, my own selfies, the reflection of myself in that big mirror in the living room. Um, So that's my backstory in this. And my mom was like, no, you have to go get a real education when I finished high school. And I uh, went to school for some accounting, some criminal justice. I kind of played around in everything because I was told I needed a real career and arts, going into the arts, was not a real career at the time. Now, I graduated from high school in 1992. So, um, you know, and I was, like I said, I was the oldest in a Hispanic family, and my mom was a single mom. Now, my dad was really active, but he his he was really active in our lives, but his response was always, what did your mom say? So I, my mom said, go get a real career. So that's what I did. Now, when you all know, if you're familiar with the podcast, that I have epilepsy and I have lupus. So by junior, senior year, my epilepsy was really not under control, Um, part and partial to the lifestyle that I lived at school, you know, late nights, drinking, partying, um, and then just a change in medication all contributed to really bad um, seizure activity. So uh, I left school and got a job, met my husband, and he gave me uh, some photography equipment. And that was my reentry into the photography world. When I lost my job and had my kids, um, that is kind of, that's the short story on how I reentered into the photography world. And when I lost my job, he said, go back to school. And I did, and that's where we're at today. But I share all of that. to, I say all of that to share that um, photography is what always started as a hobby for me. And when my husband made the suggestion, um, I said, sure, why not? You know, I'll do this until another job comes along. Never really thinking through the process of what starting a business meant. I said, "Well, I love photography. It can't be hard to take money from people for something that I love." And <laughs> and I know those of you listening are thinking, "Well, no, 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 it's not that easy." And it's really not. Um, my I thought about starting a business while I was working. You know, shortly before I lost my job, and I what I did was I Googled how to start a photography business, and what I came up with was. Now wouldn't you this was probably my son was born in 2010. And this was right after I went back to work. So, you know, in 2010 it was uh how to start a photography business and there were about ten bullet points, maybe fifteen bullet points on this person's website. Um, buy a domain and get a website and uh, have some really great photography equipment and have some beautiful images and, uh, file taxes. I don't, you know, remember anything else around that. And I said, well, okay, you know, um, write a blog post and, you know, share your website with people. And taxes was was buried really deep in the article. Like there was really no mention about it. Uh, there was really no mention about, um, marketing. There was really no mention about how much of your time this was going to take, how much of your mental bandwidth this was going to take. And I think that's the part or or support, how much support you absolutely needed. And I find now um, nine years, eight, nine years into this, because I lost my job in July. So my son is going to be nine. So yeah, I lost. It's been almost nine years, it's been nine years since I've lost my job and, and have done this. And, you know, I sit back and I think, wow, this is a lot. My everything I think about everything that I do revolves around, you know, revolves around my business, my vacations, my, my marketing, my conversations. I, I don't even think I have real friends anymore, because, um, you know, it's, they're all business associates. I don't, I honestly, in all transparency, I don't even think I have, all of the friends that I have were associates, business associates that turned into friends because we got tired of talking about business and we started talking about real life and how business or our businesses impacted our lives, our families, our children, our sleep, our health. That's how the friends that I have now turned from associates to friends and how they grew into my life. And the friends that were nine to fivers just didn't understand that. They may have had a side hustle, but they didn't understand how I had so much in my brain. And I think they really just got offended because I didn't They felt that I didn't value their contribution into my life with the ideas and suggestions because they were, and I don't want to offend anyone, but because they were nine to fivers and this was my life 24 hours a day. Like people who work for someone else go to work for someone else. And at five o'clock they leave, decompress. And yeah, their, their mindset is around their job. Um, but they don't do the marketing. They don't do the payroll. They don't do the taxes. Uh, they shut off a computer at five or six, or six o'clock. They get in their cars and they're leave, and they leave. When you're an entrepreneur, you if you have you know most of the time you're working virtually, so your office is in your kitchen, your office is in your bedroom, your office is in your car. You may go to a co-working space. Your office is everywhere, and your mind is so consumed with. Everything about your business, networking, growing, you know, right now it's August and my mind is circling around the holidays, you know, and while most people are sitting on a beach, I'm thinking about the cold weather and marketing to the fall and what happens when it gets slow. So I need to have a financial plan for that and work with a, my bookkeeper to make sure that we can sustain both business and financially for that season, you know, and I think nine to fivers, if you have the job security, um, if you have the security of a paycheck and your spouse does, you plan financially for that. Um, Whereas an entrepreneur, you're really dependent on the seasons and the marketing and sustainability around your customer flow. So getting back to my point um i don't think i would really change much i mean i I don't want to seem like i'm complaining i absolutely love what i do uh (laughs) i do i love what i do i love the images that i create i love the connections that i make with my clients i love seeing my families and my business and the business owners to come in here i love seeing them grow i enjoy immensely uh, the stories that my business owners tell me and create with their images and sometimes you know they need a little bit of a push they need a little bit of a of help of a helping hand um, and sometimes it turns in from a business consultation because that's really what it's about when we're creating headshots and branding photography so what is going on in your business explain to me what you're using these images for so it's not like they're just coming in for headshots and we're doing three outfit changes and you're getting 10 images and you're here for an hour to 90 minutes. No, we are crazy around these images because your clients want to see a beginning, middle, and end. And then we we end up talking about the, like I said, it becomes a therapy session because now we're trying to see if you're a female entrepreneur, but you have a, a consulting business, who is your target audience? Because if you are able to work with both genders, then you, you want to kind of think outside the box because a man is not going to relate to all pink. You know, you, you that is just primarily that's a, a feminine color. So you might want to change it up, maybe wear something red, maybe incorporate some blues or yellows into your your uh, headshot session. And those are important because as women, we tend to think in, in one capacity where this is my favorite color, this is what looks good on me. But um, and it's not I don't want to make it seem like it's just that. But we tend to think um, I I try to get my clients to say, hey, go ask your husband or go ask a partner. Um, What do they think about these colors? And they don't realize that they have really excluded their partners from those business conversations. You know, and I often when I go home and I, I ask my husband, so I need some of your brain power here. Like, give me some feedback on pricing and structure. And while he may not be my target client, um, he does give me that male, that male uh, point of view that I need within my business. So I kind of pick and choose what topics he and I are going to talk about. And he gives me his feedback, uh, his male point of view, because I, I don't have a penis, so I don't want to. I don't want to alienate that demographic. So um, just be mindful of that, and then because you don't know what you don't know, and I think sometimes in relationships we tend to forget that our partners can be a really good source of of feedback. Uh, so just keep that in mind when you are creating a product, when you are creating packaging. When you are creating services and pricing, while they may not be your target audience, like my husband, um, they do have an opinion for you, you know. And like last night, I asked my husband. Like I asked him. I said, "Hey, Fred, I have some clients who want a private set and private, um, private photo, uh, photo." Um, Tutoring, uh, private photo uh, classes. And so what do you think I should charge? This is what I charge for this, for this one type of lesson. What do you think one-on-one should be? He goes, well, the other class is over a course of a week. But if they're getting you one-on-one, then ideally I think it should be the same rate because they are not getting you know, four or five other people in the class. They are not getting it stretched out over three or four days. It's just you for four hours, five hours, um, doing the same amount of work on a weekend. I said, well, okay. And he he made valid points. He made valid points. It was a closed session. It was a private um, photography lesson. And I really appreciated the feedback because he saw points of view in... Um, in the request that I didn't see. So ask and go from there. Now, would I start this business? Yes. If you know would I read, knowing what I know now as a photographer and a business owner in like in year eight. Yes. Um, I would have asked around. I would have delved a little bit deeper and. And I went to school and I have a degree in this. Um, So it's not like I just jumped in head on, but um, I would have done my due diligence. I would have asked um, around a little bit more. I would have done a little bit more research as opposed to just saying, hey Google, how do you start a photography business? and i would not have got well i can't say that because i did i went to school i took the classes at school the business classes at school but i allowed myself to get discouraged from by bad experiences and i had a mentor and i had a few mentors and they some of them were just not good fits and i think we early on are so are so excited so impatient to want to get started, that we allow ourselves um, to get sidetracked. And we don't have the patience to say, I want to do this. I want to, I got to make money. I want to grow my business. And we don't recognize, or we don't believe that concept that overnight success can take 10 years, you know? Um, And we see other people doing something and we believe that if they're doing it and they're creating something, that they have to be making lots of money. And truth be told, they're really not. Um, You know, people see things and they want to believe it. Like, no, no, stay on your path and create something and don't sell yourself short. Like I see photographers out there giving away all of their images for $75. And then they wonder why they're broke, but they don't have a sustainable plan. And that's no way to live. And then, they, then they're complaining that they have to do this and they have to do that. Well, you it's learning about sales. It's learning about follow-up. It's learning about communicating with your clients. It's not just about charging and selling. If you have a sustainable sales um, pipeline and know how to communicate with them and communicating with your clients is not just about Instagram. It's about putting the time in to talk to people making that time. And I get it. We have families, we have kids, we have other things going on. But in order for your business to grow, you have to make time for sales. And that was the one thing I did not listen to. I allowed my um, my fear of sounding like a car salesman to get in the way of learning how to sell to people. But the one thing I learned recently about myself is I am one hell of a great communicator. I know how to talk to people. And as long as I know how to talk to people, I can. people love talking to me. People love talking to me. And I don't have to sell to people. I know how to make people feel good. I know how to encourage. I know how to motivate. And to my clients, that was enough. That was enough. And then my sales pitch, quote unquote, came at the very end. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, So that came at the very end. Um, So once you figure out what your vibe is and you incorporate that into into your sales pitch, you just need to know what information to get from your clients you know, so that in and of itself is your, is your marketing tactic. You know what? You have to talk to people. It's not Instagram. It's not Facebook. It's not a blog post. It's getting on the phone, it's emailing them and it's waiting. It's being relentless, really just being relentless. Okay. Um, so when I, like I said, when I learned that, Things, you know, my marketing has changed, my business is changing, um, and my mindset has changed. Like, you can have a sustainable photography business with that little bit of information. That's it. Um, so, I'm going to leave you with this. Yes, I would do this all over again. I would put the blinders on. I would my pricing hasn't changed. My pricing hasn't changed in eight years. It is what it is. And my, and my offerings haven't changed. It is what it is. And I'm happy with it. Um, and that says a lot, okay, that my pricing structure hasn't changed. Um, and uh, I still primarily, my primary focus is headshots. I believe in a business owner. I believe in the business owner because they are we, business owners are the foundation of the community. If we don't have rock solid businesses in our community, our communities will fail. Okay. I took early on, I purchased this coaching program from Leah Remaley, Um, and, uh, she did the thriving photographer. So if you go Google that, I don't, I don't think she still, I don't think she still offers it. But she said, yeah, you can sit here and want to be like Starbucks and Coke or Evian. But those brands have invested millions in their marketing because they can. But within your community, you can have the whipped cream effect, that delicious little topping on the cake or your sundae. And that's what I strive to be within my business. I strive to be the little bit of extra that people want within their business, within their homes. I give that to my clients. That little bit of deliciousness that they look for that other photographers don't. You know, so um I want that's what I want to leave you with today. How are you going to be that little bit of deliciousness or a little bit of extra to your clients? What are you going to offer? What are you going to give them? How are you going to um, improve your sales strategy uh for your clients so they can say oh my gosh i love this you know and yeah it can be personality it can be you know great pictures but once you have delivered that how are that's when the the extra comes in you know i want you to think like dessert dessert is always the best part of the meal okay so after the after the session where's your extra coming in Okay, your follow up, your maybe a a pretty thank you card that you send out, that's where it matters, okay? Um, And all of that is part of your sales strategy. So I am going to encourage you to think about that and um, leave me a comment. Let me know, share with me because I think that's the best part of being a business owner is engaging your clients after the fact, okay? Let me know and I will share with you what my extra is, okay? In the comments, not here, okay? Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you next week. Bye.